The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you really know the connection between your teeth and the rest of your health? Did you know that problems in your body can affect your teeth and vice versa? If you have silver fillings, what could they be doing to present a toxic environment to your system? Welcome to the Tooth-Body Connection with Dr. Don Ewing. In this program, you'll learn about precautions and safe practices in order to keep your teeth and the rest of your body at safe and healthy levels of life. Now, here is Dr. Don Ewing. Hello, this is Dr. Dawn Ewing. I'm with the IABDM, the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. And this show is called the Tooth-Body Connection for a really good reason, because what's in your mouth can affect your entire health of your body. This week, we're going to talk about the materials that are in your mouth, meaning the different types of composites or the gold restorations or even the cements that are in your mouth. All of those things are things that can cause allergic reactions. So first off, I'd like to educate you a little bit about allergic reactions. The first type of allergic reaction is an IgE. That's an immediate reaction. Those are the ones that most people are familiar with. If you got stung by a bee or you were allergic to seafood and you ate some shrimp or or peanut allergies, those are all things that can compromise your airway, cause swelling and cause hives to break out on your skin and oftentimes lead to what's called an anaphylactic reaction. That's a major issue. The person, if they're having that type of reaction, would have to go to an emergency room or have some kind of EpiPen given to them. That is not the kind of allergy that we're talking about with dental restorations. The second type of reaction is an IgG response. That's an immunoglobulin G. It is a much slower response than the IgE. It can actually take uh, effect two hours to 72 hours after you're exposed to it. So let's say you eat something and maybe two hours later you start getting a headache or, or maybe even up to two or three days later you get a headache. It could be an IgG response. That's called a delayed reaction. And that is more what we're talking about with the dental materials. Some of those symptoms can be things like a headache or nausea or even hyperactivity. So I remember years ago when I first got into dentistry, I was in pediatric dentistry, which is called pedodontics. It specializes in children's dentistry. And there was an author, Dr. Feingold, and he wrote a book about kids and hyperactivity and their exposure to different types of food colorings and salicylates like things in in aspirin and different foods that contain salicylates. And if you took those out, that the child would experience less hyperactivity. And so there were a lot of kids that would come through our practice that we couldn't use any colors on for that very reason. Um, So any of the toothpaste that we used in their mouth or any rinses that we gave them had to be dye-free completely. 
So when we're talking about these allergic reactions, there's yet another group of allergies, and that's more a sensitivity. So if I had an awareness that I might be uh, celiac, which would be somebody who has an extreme reaction to gluten, and I went to my physician and I had blood drawn, and I wanted to know if I had an antibody to that particular substance, to gluten, gliadin, and things like that, and it came back positive, then I would be more a candidate for falling into the celiac disease. But if it came back negative and my doctor said, no, there's absolutely no way, you're not allergic to gluten and you're not allergic to gladden, but every single time I eat it, I experience bloating or I get constipation or diarrhea or I have a headache or a feeling of fatigue, that now is called gluten sensitive. For years, those people were just told, it's all in your head, there's nothing wrong with you, you're crazy, you're not gluten sensitive because we don't show up with an allergy to it. So now the correct term is gluten sensitive and you hear that all the time. So it used to be years ago when I would go to a hotel and say, you know, some of my members for this meeting are gluten sensitive, I need to make sure that I have a diet that's gluten free. They didn't even know what gluten was. And so, you know, we'd really have to pull together some kind of a menu. Now you'll find the awareness is all over the place. You can walk into a lot of restaurants and they'll even have a little star by some of the items saying that, you know, this particular menu selection is gluten-free or we provide gluten-free upon request. But when we're talking about dental materials... This is a 24-hour-a-day exposure. It's not like these kids with the fine gold where when they were exposed to something that had a food coloring in there, they would have a reaction generally within a couple of hours, and it would be a pretty violent reaction. They might have some kind of a meltdown and start to throw a temper tantrum. They might uh, urinate all over themselves. I mean, the, the reactions really varied from child to child, and it would take a good three days for that to work out of their body. But when you're talking about a dental material, it's with you 24 hours a day. So once you have something placed in your mouth, it's hardly likely that your physician is going to start asking questions like, well, now let's see, Sally, you say that your headache started uh, about two months ago. Is there a chance that you went to a dentist and had some dental work done two months ago? Because that's about the same time frame that your headache started. No, they're, they're not tuned in to ask questions about dental things. So that's part of why you're listening to this program so that you can become enlightened about things that can really affect your health. And dentistry is one of those things. So we certainly don't want to take out something that is a known toxin like mercury, only to put in something that could create a problem for you. And maybe you start having headaches or you start having some kind of fatigue. So these white composites that we use, some of them are made out of glass, and some of them are made out of plastic, and some of them are made out of porcelains. Just like the different materials, when we're looking at the bonding agents to stick that material to the tooth, we actually have to look at what kind of material will go with what kind of material. So here's the example. I'm going to give you. If you take super glue and you put it between your fingers and you stick your fingers together and you sit there and you count to 20, I bet that your fingers are going to be stuck together. So it's a really dumb thing to do. Don't do that. But if you put the same super glue between two pieces of glass, it's not a bonding agent for glass. So when it dries, 
the likelihood is that it will pop apart because it's not created to bond that together. And you know, I know Gorilla Glue is great for those of you that use Gorilla Glue for everything, but we don't use it in dentistry. It kind of foams out the side and doesn't look real good. So we don't use super glue either, but we do use a lot of bonding agents and we have to know what one goes with what material. So not only do they have to find the material that is okay for your body to place in to restore the tooth to its perfect uh, anatomy, but we have to know what kind of bonding agent we can use. So we're talking about the, the symptoms of making just arbitrary choices. Most dental offices have one kind of composite for a back tooth because it has a harder crushing strength, and they have one kind of composite for a front tooth where it's a little more translucent. That means that those front teeth are a little thinner. You need to be able to see through them ever so slightly. You don't want to have a white blob sitting on your front tooth. They have to learn how to work with each of those materials. So a biological dentist may have 20 or maybe even 30 different kinds of filling material available for them to use, and they know how to use each one of those. Now, how unique are each of those materials? Well, if you talk to an artist who works with oil painting and you ask him to come and give an exhibit and show everybody how he paints, but when he shows up, all you have is watercolor, you may be surprised that your artist is not willing to paint because the techniques are completely different. Oils and acrylic and water and charcoal, all those pencils are completely different techniques on how they're going to be blending colors and creating the textures that they're used to using. Well, the same thing happens with the white filling materials. The number of drops that you use, how you mix it up, how you cure it is all different. So you're asking the dental office to be educated at a completely different level. Realize that when a dental assistant is going through dental school or dental assisting school, they don't get a course in dental materials like the dentist does. The dentist actually takes a course in dental materials to learn about the different materials and how they can be manipulated and how they're used and the different techniques for curing all of these different materials. And then they decide what one they're very comfortable with using and make some kind of a selection. So the dental assistant is usually the one that's doing the ordering in the office. So if she makes a selection for a, a bonding agent based on the fact that it's on sale and she doesn't know that it's not a proper bonding agent for that particular kind of white filling material, then the likelihood is the receptionist is going to end up getting phone calls saying, my filling popped out. And she is going to say, you were eating something sticky. And the patient is going to say, really, I was eating a marshmallow and it just popped out. Once they get several phone calls, they're going to start to put two and two together that they either got a bad batch of something or they actually have two materials that don't go together correctly. So I try, I'm trying to educate you because I need for you to know the difference in what you're asking a regular dental office to do when you just walk in and say, look, I had this uh, dental compatibility testing done and I'm okay with this material and I want you to order it. Well, you may be asking them to buy a very expensive box of materials that they don't know how to use. And so if they're using it for the first time, I'm not really sure the kind of quality dentistry you're going to be getting in that particular restoration. I'd like to prepare us for a break here. 
we're going to be um, coming back from our break and talking about some of the different symptoms that you might experience if you're actually having a reaction from some of the dental materials that are in your mouth. So when we come back, that's what we'll be talking about. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti-aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show and Tell with host Shelly Hancock. We'll bring you the top-rated skincare products and treatments tested by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers. We'll motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you ready for a real, fact-based show about alternative and natural approaches to health? Listen for Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Drs. Jim and Janine Fox. We're not about the latest health fads. We're about proven methods from real patients and real situations. Each week's show is an eye-opening look behind the scenes of real health. Live Healthy, Be Healthy can be heard live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Don Ewing, and I'm sitting here with my trusty sidekick, Toby Ewing. Hey. <laughs> who is here to help us out today in case we get some questions from some individuals in regards to the uh, topic today, which is compatibility of dental materials. In other words, reactions that you could have to different dental materials placed in your mouth. And I do want to go over, there's a long list of things that could be causing uh, you know, or symptoms that you could be having from different materials that are placed in your mouth. So I want to go over a few of those items. One would be a tremor or a motor control problem, maybe even some sweats and some abnormal temperature problems that you would be having, numbness or tingling or muscle sensory control, increasing unexplained fatigue, 
chronic gastrointestinal or digestive problems. That's really seen with nickel. Bowel dysfunction, unexplained problems with eliminating, persistent, unusual taste sensations. We see that a lot with uh, galvanic reactions where someone will tell us that they have an unusual metallic taste, especially like touching a fork to a filling where they get that aluminum-type metallic taste. You might get sudden and frequent urination or persistent headaches. We see that a lot or regional neuralgias where there's pain in a particular area. You could have sleep disturbances. You might even have itching or skin irritation, especially like uh, where a a nickel wire is placed, or maybe you have a crown that's just been placed, and it's a high nickel base with porcelain on top. Right where that nickel touches the crown, oftentimes someone who's nickel sensitive will start having a rash, or like in planus, where you start having this white... uh, film that is on the tissue itself. You might have chest pain, something as uh, excruciating as irritability or mood swings, frequent or focused depression, uh, ringing in the ears might be seen. You might have an irrational fear or you might even start clenching or grinding your teeth. Now, those are all things that you might be aware of as far as symptoms, but there are some things that we see even show up in blood work when we're looking at the labs. So we might see a change in the white blood cell count, or we might see a difference in the hemoglobin where it could go up or it could go down. We could even see triglycerides go up, or we could see uh, low blood sugar swings. You wouldn't think of these as being reactions from different dental materials that are placed in your mouth. But there's good documentation with science that these are, in fact, things that are seen. I've seen this often where someone has a blood pressure change after having a gold crown placed, especially if they get that gold crown placed on a lower molar, because now we're talking about the meridians. And if you've not listened to that radio show, you need to go back and listen to the one on meridians so that you understand that those lower molars, the six-year molars and the 12-year molars on either side are on the same meridian as the artery and veins, and so it really reflects blood pressure. And so oftentimes just getting a gold crown popped off and another type of material used will alter that person's blood pressure so they don't have to be on blood pressure medication for the rest of their life. You could even see changes in things like thyroid function based on uh, a reaction from a different dental material. Now, realize that these reactions to dental materials, most people don't even realize that it's happening. It's happening so slow. It, again, is an IgG, a delayed reaction. And since there's no immediate symptoms that reaction is taking place on their immune system. And oftentimes these materials are placed and never thought of again. So I'm trying to create an awareness so that you guys might start thinking about, hmm, when exactly did my symptoms start? If you were with us last week when we were talking to Dr. Louisa Williams, she explained that in her intake she always asks, I haven't been okay since. Or the problem started since I had whatever. And so if that is a dental issue, then we need to start investigating what that material was that was placed. And that brings another good point up. When we're talking about uh, 
a dental office and how things are documented. Toby, I know you were in EMS years ago, and the saying was, if you didn't write it, what? It didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. And yet you'd be surprised if you walked into a dental office, you would see the documentation of a composite placed on, let's say, tooth number 14. So it would have the date. So we'd have today's date, September 25th, 2015, and it would say number 14, and then it would say dash and an O, which meant the occlusal surface or the chewing surface, and it have another dash, and it would say C. That was adequate. That meant that you placed a composite on tooth number 14 on this date. Now, what should happen is that the number of carpules of anesthetic is documented, the type of anesthetic that was given is documented, the patient's blood pressure. I mean, you know that uh, a blood pressure taken before the anesthetic is given because if that anesthetic has epinephrine in it, that person could walk out and they could have a stroke because their blood pressure is now high. So it should be documented at the end of the visit what their blood pressure was, the type of composite that was used, and the type of bonding agent that was used. That's the documentation that really should happen. And so when you're talking about the difference between medicine and dentistry, dentistry has always been a little behind in their documentation. It's It's a sad fact. But biological dentists are much more aware that the patient might have some kind of allergic reaction and call and say, what did you use? And they would be able to pull up the chart and say, you know, we use this type of uh, restoration, we use this kind of anesthetic, and we use this kind of bonding agent. So when we're talking about uh, the allergies again, and we'll talk about metal allergies because it's so common in women that they would have a reaction to nickel. Now, most of those women know that because if they wear inexpensive earrings, and uh, Toby, I'm looking at your ears, you don't have any earrings, <laughs> and so you, you couldn't have experienced this for yourself. But uh, if a woman wears really inexpensive earrings, the likelihood is that that earring backing is made out of a high nickel content. And oftentimes the ears will start to itch or they'll swell up or they'll turn red. And so those women generally know that they're having a nickel allergy. But I remember years ago, a friend of yours that I saw, that their daughter had uh, digestive problems, explosive diarrhea, and had had it for years. And what we came to, to find out was that she had a nickel sensitivity and that her digestive problems started right when she had her orthodontics placed. And because she was still having problems and she was in college, she still had her nickel wire on the back of her lower front teeth, which is oftentimes that lingual bar is kept on there and the orthodontist will tell you it's there for life. I would tend to disagree with that and try to look at other options um, before I place a nickel wire in there, not only from the standpoint of nickel sensitivities, I'm not a fan of nickel crossing a midline. I don't like tying teeth together. I think there are other options available, and most biological dentists would put you in uh, a night guard that would be out of a safer material that you would just have to have the responsibility to wear. But like I said earlier, a lot of these crowns that you think are porcelain crowns, I'm going to encourage you before a crown is placed in your mouth to ask to look at that crown, flip it over and look at the inside. The goal is that there's no metal in there. The goal is that it's all porcelain, it's all white. Because if it's metal, the chances are 
that that metal could be made up of high nickel or it could have thallium or it could have palladium or titanium, anything that might cause a reaction for you. So metal allergies are, are super, super common in various types of diseases that even affect the skin, like psoriasis or eczema, especially in our autoimmune diseases like MS or Lou Gehrig's disease, or someone who has thyroiditis like Hashimoto's disease, or Sjogren's syndrome, and really common, like I said, in gastrointestinal diseases, and that varies anything from constipation to severe explosive diarrhea, where they end up getting diagnosed with IBS, and actually, if they have the metals removed, then it seems to clear up. So patients with symptoms of profound fatigue or unclear causes of uh, just a sudden onset of fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue could be suffering from a metal allergy. So we want to look at what's going on in their mouth. And that's why it's so important in integrative medicine that you take a look at what's in the mouth, that you actually ask for the dental records of the person so that you can try to incorporate that. Sometimes we'll see changes that are localized where right at the tissue margin, you start to see uh, the aggravation or irritation where the gum will swell up. And now that could be because there's a little piece of cement left where the crown is, so it's aggravating like a little splinter, or it could be that the person is reacting to either a pin that's been placed in the tooth or an implant that's been placed in the jaw or prosthesis that's been placed in there, which is a, a removable uh, retainer like a denture. Sometimes those dentures have metal frameworks that are made out of high nickel base. And so all of a sudden they go in and the person starts having burning tongue or the gum tissue right where those clasps fit start to bother the individual. And that again would be considered uh, a metal sensitivity. So when we have our partials made, we would like to ask that they be completely metal free made out of uh, all plastic or all vinyl, and there are some great materials that are available out there. So the healthcare professionals do recognize localized signs of hypersensitivity in the way of rashes and hives and, and mouth ulcers that we will all of a sudden start to see that never appeared before that dental work was done. But those metal hypersensitivities, they can have systemic effects on the entire body because they are now slowly working on the immune system. So these compromised immune system patients will all of a sudden start to have chronic fatigue, joint and pain in muscles, cognitive impairment where they can't think clearly. They just feel like they're in a brain fog. They start having depression or headaches or this fibromyalgia. So I want you to realize that when we're talking about metals, and I'm talking about titanium, I'm talking about um, mercury, okay? Mercury, there are very few that are actually allergic to mercury. But mercury is toxic to all of us, absolutely all of us. There's really good research that was reviewed by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and that particular paper is called The Toxicological Profile of Mercury, written in 1994, and they found that mercury deposited in the central nervous system and caused psychological, neurological, and immunological problems in all humans. So when we come back from break, I'm going to talk about different types of testing that can be done so that we can find out what we are allergic to. And um, yeah, I had a, Dr. Don, uh, 
at drdon.net, we have an email question. You mentioned the midline, metal crossing the midline. Define what the midline is. The center of your body. That's a great question, whoever sent that in. The, the middle of your body, it's divided into a right and left. And so, you know, uh, when you have a stroke and you have a deficit or a problem on the right side of your body, then we know that the stroke happened in the left side of the brain. So we know that the body crisscrosses when it's sending electricity. And when you have metal that is crossing that midline, oftentimes it creates a problem for the electricity going through there and we get some mis-messages sent. So it just creates one and yet another burden in dentistry. And you mentioned also explosive diarrhea, which I guess maybe that should be the word of the week. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. maybe you, allergy. <laughs> you mentioned IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. Yes, yes. So uh, that goes along with that. So it is, in fact, break time. Yes. And uh, what are we going to talk about after the break? We're going to talk about different types of testing that can be done. And we'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Transformational healing includes energy medicine as well as hands-on healing. Tune in every week to Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow. If you want to know more about the business and science of energy fields, chakras, and the medical and spiritual community, join our expert guests as we work together to bring you closer to your personal health vision. Transformational Healing is heard live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. Well, if you're looking for a biological dentist, Toby, how would you find one? <laughs> Set up perfectly. Thank you, my dear. Uh, IABDM, the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine, is our organization, IABDM.org. 
And then if they go to the website, then if they put in the country that they're looking for or the state that they're looking for, they can find a list of practitioners in that area that are affiliated with us, with our organization. And if, in fact, you have problems, you can't find somebody, you can always email us and we will take the time to try to find somebody for you the, the closest to your location. If you want to type in a particular practitioner's name, you can search that way. Also, if you want to start with the city you live in and start searching from there, you can do that. If you just type in a state, for instance, or a city, and you hit the search, it will search within 100 miles of your location. That's the default. So, um, undoubtedly, there are not the number of biological dentists that there are conventional dentists. Um, If you've listened to our shows over the week, it's easy to understand why. And a lot of what you were talking about today and using different dental materials. So you mentioned that a dentist, conventional dentist, may have two dental materials that they use, composite materials for bonding agents. Whereas a biological dental or dentist practitioner may use 20 or 30 different. So it's easy to see that it's going to take a lot more training for somebody to become a biological dentist Thereby, it's going to be more expensive as well, and, and, and people need to understand that, that insurance pays for a portion of the care that biological dentists give, but because that care is so much more advanced and so much more complete, it's going to be more of an out-of-pocket expense. But you are getting such an incredibly higher level of care. Yes, I saw something on a website recently that, um, and I wish I could remember where I saw it, but it was a great saying. It says, cheap dentistry is cheap for a reason. Yeah. And so it's really important that you understand what it is you're looking for so you can be an educated consumer. So I would like to promote our upcoming conference that we have. It's October the 8th through the 11th in Nashville. If you are listening and you are a uh, practitioner, and you would be interested in learning more about biological dentistry and medicine, the chelation that goes along with it, preparing a patient's body for the process of mercury removal, being able to interpret the tests that we've been talking about on all these shows, I would encourage you to go to our website and sign up because it's coming up uh, in a couple weeks here. So we'll, we'll be excited for that. And probably just as appropriate uh, Thursday of that week, we're having a biological Dentistry 101 course, uh, both for practitioners that are interested in finding out just what is this biological dentistry thing all about, and it would be appropriate as well for lay people, just regular patients. Uh, Running alongside of that is Biological Hygiene 101 for hygienists that want to learn more about what biological dentistry is all about, and a lay person could attend that as well because you may see your hygienist twice a year without seeing the dentist, and you might want information on what your hygienist should know. So these conferences are not solely designed for practitioners. They also have some value to the layperson or the patient, depending on how you look at that, client, patient, layperson, all of those are kind of interchangeable. Okay, so we're going to talk about the different types of testing that are available to find out about the heavy metals. The first one that I'd like to talk about is called a MELISA test. It's Memory Lymphocyte Immune Stimulation Assay. 
The t- test is developed in the uh, Karolinska Institute in Sweden, and it shows that most humans become rapidly allergic to virtually any metal placed inside the human body. Mercury is at the top of the list. Titanium is second. Oops, titanium gets used in most of the implants. So if you've listened to our shows before, we do talk about the zirconium or porcelain implants. And gold is number three on the list. So when we're talking about the titanium allergy, the issue with titanium is it is what's called a transition metal. And it it, it, it functions as a haptin, which means that it's a trigger for cellular hypersensitivity because you find titanium in the white pigments in toothpastes, and I bet you didn't realize that. It's also in some cosmetics and different medicines, and it can sensitize the individual. And there are case reports that describe uh, patients improving after they have their heavy metals removed, after the titanium is removed, and then you can redo that test and find out where you are on the Melissa scale. Um, that's one of the advantages is that it shows you how sensitive and it allows the most compatible materials to be used for each individual patient. Now, there are some other ways that you can get tested. One of them is a company called Biocomp. Biocomp uses uh, blood and they look for antibodies. And one of the advantages is that when you are reading the tests, it shows you, you realize there are thousands of different dental materials. There are a lot of different dental materials that are out there. It shows you how reactive you are. So it might be just a tiny bit versus super high. And so you actually get a reflection of not just a yes or a no. And uh, that's available for doctors to order. They can go online and become affiliated with Biocomp and then uh, get the test kits and be able to do that in the office. The second company is called Clifford And so they have a Clifford reactivity test that also uses blood. And it shows a sensitivity or it it comes back with a a yes for satisfactory or an NS for not satisfactory. So we're looking at blood and we're only looking at antibody responses to those items. So I want to talk about the difference between doing those three types of blood testing versus doing energetic testing. Last week, if you were listening, uh, Dr. Williams and myself were talking about energetic testing and how you can get a little bit more sensitive. So if you lived in Russia and you'd never had a strawberry in your life, Toby, and I drew blood on you because I wanted to fill your tooth with strawberry jam. I'm going to make you a donut now. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I draw your blood to find out if you are, are, in fact, sensitive to strawberries. Now, because you've never had a strawberry in your life, your body has not yet created antibodies. So it's not possible for you to be sensitive to strawberry. So if we're looking at whether we're going to find an antibody or not, I'm already going to tell you we're not going to find an antibody. So that's going to give us a false sense of security that that strawberry jam is going to be a suitable filling for your tooth. Can we make a coconut cream? (laughs) No, it has to be strawberry. Okay. So when we're doing our energetic testing, whether that be through applied kinesiology, which is a form of muscle testing, or if you were listening last week with Louisa, she was talking about AMFM, which is an arm length testing that she does 
or O-ring testing. Those are all different forms of muscle testing that can be done to try to fine-tune those things that you're sensitive to. So let's get back to what we were talking about in the beginning. A difference between someone who has actual diagnosed celiac disease or they have antibodies to gluten versus someone who's gluten sensitive. When you're doing the energetic testing, someone who's good about using EAV, which is electroacupuncture according to Vol, which is the testing that I use, or someone who does computerized electrodermal screening, which is the same test, um, it's just a different name. It's also called meridian stress assessment. Those types of energetic testing will pick up on the sensitivities that go along. So we would know whether we could put that strawberry filling in your tooth or not based on doing the energetic testings. The point being, we get back to we don't want to take out something that is a known toxin and put something in that you may react to. I remember years ago a patient coming in from a dentist that does a lot of uh, TMJ work and he placed the woman in a an appliance that she was supposed to wear during the day to keep her bite open, to keep her teeth apart and allow her jaw to relax. And she put it in, and the next thing she remembered, she was in the hospital, and she didn't know why. She had had an anaphylactic reaction, but nobody knew what to. She was getting ready to leave the hospital. She remembered she was supposed to be wearing her splint. She put her splint in, and the next thing she remembered, she was in the hospital. She had an anaphylactic reaction. And so now we started putting two and two together. So she actually called my office and said, I'm being referred to you because my dentist doesn't know if I could be allergic to this or not, but I seem to have twice had a reaction. And so, in fact, we did find out that she was reacting to that. And what we chose to do was we did... Uh, blood testing and we did skin sensitivity and then what we did was we got the materials and we had her hold them in her hand for extended periods of time just to make sure that she would not react to whatever was selected so sometimes you have to go that extra mile for those really multiple chemical sensitivity patients that that we see in our office Un- unfortunately you know we see the sickest of the sick the people that they go to a regular dentist and they get sick just walking in the office. They can't stand the smells of perfume. Um, you know, they, they need to be catered to in a little different way. And biological dentistry often offers that patient something that they can't get anyplace else. So when we come back, we're going to talk about who should get tested. Is it for everybody or are there special people that should consider going the extra mile to look for a biological dentist and request dental compatibility testing for their materials. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. 
Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. Okay, we've been talking about dental compatibility testing to find out what materials could be used in your mouth that you wouldn't react to and not just guessing or using whatever your dentist happens to have in his office. And one of the things I want to stress is that anybody who has a compromised immune system, this really should be at the top of your list. If you're if you're a biological dentist and you're getting into this, I, I know it's a hoop that has to be jumped through and it creates just yet another delay in being able to start doing the dental work. But it is so worth it. When you have a patient who has known reactivity to different types of metals or they have a compromised immune system or an endocrine system that's off, uh, they have thyroid problems, they've got adrenal fatigue, patients that have complete breakdown and multiple chemical sensitivities, high levels of candida where they just seem to react to anything. This really can make a difference in the cost of them having to redo dental work in case they have a problem. Now, anybody who's seeking just peace of mind, then this would be a great thing for you to do. Oftentimes I get the question, well, I got my dental compatibility test back and now I want to know what materials I have in my mouth. Good luck with that. If your dentist was not a biological dentist and he didn't document, that's exactly what we were talking about earlier. It's whatever they had that they were using at that time. They may not know what they had placed in your mouth. And especially if you have something that's been placed for several years, there isn't a way to go in and test the material to uh, to see if that particular tooth has P30 in it or whether it has Fuji in it or or whatever else. So... I would like to summarize kind of what we have taken the time to go through today and talk about there are people who react, and those reactions are oftentimes not the immediate IgE that we see that's anaphylactic, but they are delayed allergies, which are IgG, and they can cause more than just skin irritation. They can be quite severe in lots of individuals, and those 
oftentimes involve metals and uh, creating an allergy in different metals. There are tests that are available, and I've given you some directions on how to get those done. The two different ways are, one, looking at blood, where you're actually looking at antibodies. You must have been exposed to that item before. So when you think about all those different dental materials, there's a lot of materials that you've never been exposed to before, which is why I choose to do energetic testing uh, because I am a big believer in what happens with people like with gluten sensitivities where they really are sensitive but it doesn't seem to manifest as far as blood testing goes. And so we want to know what could be tested. Well, you anything, your suture materials, the anesthetics, that's a, that's a good point. The blood testing does not test anesthetics. The only way you can get your anesthetics tested is if you find someone who either does applied kinesiology, muscle testing, or some type of energetic testing like the Meridian Stress Assessment or the EAV. Um, bonding agents, certainly. Composites, the white filling materials, the denture material. Those denture materials are used for everything besides dentures and partials. They are oftentimes used for night guards or bleaching trays, things like that. And your crown materials as well as anything that's going to be placed in the mouth at all. Remember that there is absolutely nothing as good as what God gave you. I, I certainly hope in every presentation that we give that we stress the importance of prevention. Preventing decay, preventing periodontal disease, preventing problems by looking at the kinds of materials you use. Prevention is truly the key to everything that, that we have. We, we have a question? Yeah, we do. <laughs> Email question from Dr. Dawn. Uh, at drdawn.net. Nikki says that her head is about to explode from all the information. She's been a regular listener, and we appreciate that, Nikki. Thanks. Where do you go? And I know the answer to this. You have a list of questions to ask a biological dental office. Uh, She kind of equated it to going out and looking at a new car. There are so many different options, so many questions that need to be asked and answered when it comes to financing, blah, 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 blah. So how do people go about getting your list of questions to ask a biological dental office? That's a great question, Nikki. Yes, we do appreciate you listening, and we appreciate your question. Um, If you go on the Facebook page on IABDM, we have created a list of questions as well as the answers that you would like to hear. And I realize that it is very frustrating when we get new members that join the Biological Dental Association. They don't all offer everything that a biological dentist that's been practicing for 25 years may offer. And so you really have to do your due diligence as a patient and, and query the office and find out what they offer. Just because they joined an organization doesn't mean that they're going to be at the same level of care that another office is. And so it depends on your state of health as to what you can afford to uh, have done. And so like we were talking about the show with safe mercury removal and that particular radio show about how important it is to find someone who does go through all the hoops because having a drill put to that filling and you not having a rubber dam, you not having a nose piece, copious amounts of water, special suction, 
can make a huge difference if you're the kind of person that absorbs mercury and doesn't excrete it properly. So I really do appreciate that. It is on our Facebook. You can go to iabdm.org and hit the Facebook page on the website, and you can download that list of questions. You can also go to my website, drdawn.net, and it's Holistic Health alternatives and i will have links in there on how to find biological dentists as well as links to find practitioners that practice energetic um, medicine so that you can try to find somebody who uses eav or meridian stress assessment you can certainly um yeah robbie uh, another facebook not facebook sorry email robbie at uh, drdon.net says that uh, his dentist is a young guy, relatively young guy, that doesn't know anything about what you're talking about. He's shared with him some stuff of late that he's heard on these podcasts and um, is a bit confused. But I'm going to jump in here real quick, Robbie, and then Dr. Dawn will talk about this more. It's pretty unlikely, quite frankly, that you're going to find a young brand new dentist out of dental school that's familiar with this stuff. This stuff is not taught in dental school. And practitioners that practice biological dentistry have had to go out on their own attending weekend seminars like the IABDM puts on next month in Nashville. Uh, Dr. Ewing and myself just came back from a seminar in Las Vegas two weeks ago. The week prior to that, we were at a seminar in Reno, So that's where this information is picked up, if you will. And consequently, if you're looking at a relatively young, inexperienced practitioner, they're working to pay off these college loans. They may not have the opportunity or the funds available to them to shift into this different area of biological dentistry. So my point being that when you start contacting these offices, you're probably going to start talking to some folks that have been in practice for 20 to 30 years. And that might catch you off guard just a bit. But don't be frightened by that. These aren't old fossils, if you will. Now, these are people that are on the cutting edge now of dentistry, where we hope the young people, the young practitioners are going to get in the years to come. Yes. You know, I'd like to expand on that just a little bit. This year at the Nashville meeting, we are actually inviting some students and we are paying their way to come so that we can reach out to younger dentists. So right from the get go, they are able to start their practice up with some safety practices in mind, not only because it's the right thing to do, it it helps protect their staff and themselves. You know, a lot of these people that are in biological dentistry are in it because they got sick. They practiced dentistry. They became mercury toxic themselves. And when they found out, it created a paradigm shift for them. And when they realized that they were being exposed to it, they started doing the right thing, which was to clean up their practice and provide different type of dentistry for all of their patients. Um, So I appreciate that question. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk about our show for next week. It's going to be Dr. Russ Meisner. Russ Meisner is a fantastic dentist in Pocatello, Idaho. He's a pediatric dentist called a pedodontist. He does some incredible stuff, has done research with xylitol. We're going to be talking to him. He is a a clinical nutritionist. He's also a naturopath. So please stay tuned for us next week as we're um, delving into everything kids. 
So he has a, a practice called Kids Dental in Pocatello, Idaho. And I'm excited to talk to Russ and, and find out everything that's going on in, new in the world of uh, prevention for kids and, you know, how he sees what happens to someone who comes in with bottle mouth carries. Um, some of these kids come in and their mouths are completely destroyed and conventional dentistry would put them under anesthesia and either take out their teeth or crown them all with little stainless steel crowns and they look like a a miniature version of Jaws from the old James Bond show. (laughs) So I'm excited to talk with Russ and he's agreed to be with us next week. And so until then, the word of the week for this week is allergy. It's oh, it's, it's not explosive diarrhea? No, no, it's allergy. <laughs> okay. so we, hope to, we hope that you guys enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, drdawn at drdawn.net. Go to the website, find a dentist that is in tune with everything that we've been talking about. Until then, stay healthy. Thank you again for tuning in to the Tooth Body Connection. Please join your host, Dr. Don Ewing, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again about a healthy mouth and a healthy body next week. We'll be right back.